going to take a little bit of time now, and I have just a short little message that I want to share uh, before we transition into our time of fellowship and cookies this morning. And so uh, I want to focus on the idea this morning of being, of Jesus who came to be the light of the world, and, and how as Jesus came as the light of the world, how now we have the responsibility and the task of taking on the light of the world which lives within us and shining God's light to those around us and being God's light in the world today, 2,000 years later. And so we're going to talk about that. So I want to start off with a simple question this morning. How many of you, if you're honest enough, would say you're afraid of the dark? Right? We got a few hands that went up. We're going to test that theory right now. Uh, no, just kidding. We're not going to turn all the lights off. That wouldn't be nice. I don't want to single anybody out. Um, but the idea of being afraid of the dark is something that's a pretty common fear that is in our world today. And I want to be honest with you this morning that I'm also afraid of the dark. But I'm not afraid of the dark maybe in the way that you may be thinking. I have no problem walking around in darkness and anything like that from a physical standpoint. But as we think about the Christmas story, one of the amazing things that took place just think about this. Jesus was born at what point during the day? Night. At night. Right? Jesus was born in the darkness, the cover of night. We know that there was the stars in the sky and everything, but it was relatively dark when Jesus was born. Why? Because he came as the light of the world. Jesus came to bring light into the world. And so everything that God did within the, the coming of Jesus was intentional. He came during the night because he is the light of the world. He came as a light to expel the darkness that exists in the world around him and around us. And so when I say that I'm scared of the dark, that's what I mean. I'm scared of the fact that I know that there are family members of mine, there are friends that I know, and I know we can all sit here and say, we have a lot of loved ones we know that are walking in the darkness spiritually. They're walking in the dark. They have not come into a relationship with Christ and therefore they're living in darkness in the sense of a spiritual sense. Some people spend 60, 70, 80, 90 years of their life wandering in this darkness and as a pastor, as a Christian, that is something that I'm scared of. The fact that I know there are so many, especially as I mentioned, we have loved ones we know that are in that place of walking in darkness. But we know that when we come into relationship with Christ, it says that he comes and he lives within us. And in that, the light of the world comes and dwells within us. He guides us. He directs us. He lights a path before us, which we can walk down and follow his lead. We're going to look at a number of different verses this morning. The first one coming from John chapter 8, verse 12, and it'll be on the screen behind me as well. And so Jesus is speaking, and he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He who follows me, Jesus, again, he's talking, saying, all those who follow me will have the light of life to show them the way. That's incredible when you think about it, right? Because we've all experienced what it's like to be in that absolute darkness, where you don't know what is right before. You can't see your hand in front of your face. But Jesus came to bring light into the world around us. And we are called to take that light and to shine it so that others can see the light of the gospel around us. 
and find their way out of the darkness so that our loved ones, so that our friends, our family members, our co-workers, our neighbors can no longer walk in darkness, but they can walk in the light that's found through Jesus Christ. Jesus also, in his Sermon on the Mount, had this to say about the concept of being the light of the world, or the concept of light. Jesus said, let your light shine before other men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We are called to take the light of Jesus that lives and dwells within us and shine that to all those around us. And that's not always easy. Sometimes that's hard. I have to talk about how sometimes the hardest people in the world for us to talk to about Jesus are those we're closest to. It's our family members. It's our friends we've known our whole life. It's the people that are, are around us. And sometimes that's the hardest people to talk to. But God calls us to shine our light to those around us that they may see God. That they may not see us, but that they may see God through the way we live our lives. That his light may shine through us in a way that makes an impact. This is so cool, but it's also a responsibility that we carry as followers of Christ. When Christ went back into heaven, and God sent the Holy Spirit to come to empower, equip, and enable us to do the work of the ministry, he said, it is now your job to carry the light. It is our responsibility as believers to be the light of the world, that other people may see him through the way we live our lives. It is a responsibility we have to be a reflection or representation of him to the world around us. Some people may ask this question, how do we know that we have the light of God inside of us? Well, again, it tells us in the scripture that when we come into a relationship with Jesus, into a relationship with him, who is the light of the world, that his light shines upon us. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, Paul talks about this. He says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. So when God's light shines out of his people, out of his children, we see his glory revealed to all those around us. That's what we're called to do. Our mission statement here at the church is to be the hands and feet of Jesus to Chisholm, the Iron Range, and around the world. That is our mission. That is our heart. That is what we're striving to do, is to be the hands and feet of Jesus to Chisholm, the Iron Range, and around the world. Why? Because we are called to be the light. We are called to reflect God's glory to the world around us. And it starts here in Chisholm. It expands to the Iron Range and out to the ends of the earth. That is what we are called to do. So I'm going to ask you to say our mission statement with me this morning because there's something powerful about when we repeat words, when we say something audibly, it connects in our brain different than just reading something or different than hearing it from somebody else. So I want us to just read this mission statement together this morning on the count of three. So one, two, three. Our mission is to be the hands and feet of Jesus, the Chisholm, the Iron Range, and around the world. That's what it means when we are to be the light of the world. We are to carry God's glory with us everywhere we go. We must let our light shine in our workplace, in our homes, in our schools, our neighborhoods, wherever we go. We must shine God's light. The verse we just read from 2 Corinthians 4 tells us that the light within us will display God's glory to the world around us. Right? Think about that for a moment. 
When we allow God's love to shine through us, it says that His glory, His face is revealed, that people see God's glory around us when we reflect His love to others. I want us to look at another verse that explains what it looks like when we allow God's light to shine through us. It's from Zechariah 9, verse 16, and the message paraphrase puts it this way. He says, their God will save the day. He'll rescue them. They'll become like sheep, gentle and soft, or like gemstones in a crown, catching all the colors of the sun. Then how they'll shine, shimmer, glow. The young men robust, the young women lovely. Right? As we come into relationship with Jesus, there's this transformation that takes place in our lives because of who God is, because he lives and dwells within us. It says that as we come into relationship, it says we become like little sheep who are gentle and soft. Think about that for a moment. I'm not talking gentle and soft in the fact that we become a pushover or the fact that we allow people to just trample all over us. That's not what it means when it says we're gentle and soft. It means we are sensitive. It means we're compassionate. It means we have empathy and we have love towards those around us for the different things that they're walking through. And I think it's important we remember that sometimes we sit and we may have this thought of, well, they're, they're not walking with the Lord. Why should we love them? Why should we have empathy or concern for them? Because last time I checked, the Bible says that all of us were once in darkness. All of us were born sinful. And somebody else loved on us. Somebody else had empathy and compassion and, and showed us the light of the gospel. And as a result of that, we walked out of the darkness and into the light of God's glory. And we have the opportunity to, to do that and help other people to have that same experience that we had of walking out of darkness and into the glorious light of Jesus in our lives. Then it goes on to say that it's like a gemstone in a crown. It will catch all the colors of the sun. You know what that makes me think of? How many of you know what a prism is? Right, you understand what a prism is, what the concept of it is, and what it does. Right, when sunlight hits that prism just right, you see the full array of all colors come out of that prism. You see this, this, this rainbow of colors come out. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. And it makes this beautiful array. Have you ever thought about how we represent the prism in the gospel story? We are the prism. Jesus is the light, the sunlight. We are the prism, and our job is to position ourselves in a place where we are allowing Jesus' light to shine through us and to have this beautiful, glorious effect on those around us, to allow his beauty and his light to shine for all to see. I don't know about you, but I love seeing rainbows. Not only does it mean that the storm is over, but it reminds us of the promise that God made that he said, I will never flood the earth again. Yes, out of love for us. So instead of flooding the earth again, he sent his son. That was the alternative. He said, I'm not going to destroy all mankind. No, I'm going to send my son to redeem and reconcile mankind. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. It allows, prisms allow God's love to shine through us. And it becomes a beautiful scene, just like a wonderful rainbow in the sky. 
It doesn't remind people of God's promise, but it shows people God's love when we shine his love to those around us. I want you to think about that. Maybe that's a, a creative way you've never thought about allowing God's love to shine through you. He is the sunlight. We are the prism. And we position ourselves in underneath him. It allows his light to shine through us in a beautiful, glorious way to the world around us. There's a few more verses that, that talk about Jesus being the light of the world so that you and I no longer have to walk in darkness. Now that he's gone back up to heaven, as I mentioned earlier, it's our responsibility to carry the light of the world to those around us. The Gospel of John is, is full of references of Jesus being the light of the world. And here's a couple more that I want to mention quickly. John chapter 9, verse 5. While I am in the world, Jesus is speaking, I am the light of the world. And then he goes down a few chapters later in chapter 14. He says, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. God's desire is that all shall be saved, that all shall walk from darkness into the glorious light through relationship with him. Maybe sometimes we think, well, how can I make a difference? How can my life make a difference? What light do I have to shine? I, I understand the concept of being the light of the world because Jesus lives in me, but what, what opportunity do I have to make an impact on those around us? I want you to know that as you allow God's light to shine through you, it is making a difference. It is making an impact. Sometimes we don't even know. But to the world, they notice there's something different. You might say, okay, Pastor Micah, what can one little light do? Well, as someone that has a little child, you know, six months old, and at night sometimes I have to walk him if he wakes up during the night and walk him and try to settle him down. How many of you parents remember what it's like walking in a nursery that is complete darkness? It's easy to bump into things. It's easy to stub your toes. It's easy to run into the crib or whatever else because it's completely dark. But sometimes if you leave that nursery door cracked open a little bit and just that tiny bit of ambient light can make its way, just enough that your eyes have the ability to distinguish a little bit of, even if it's just kind of gray and black, but it helps us to be able to see. That light makes all the difference. It allows us to see what's going on around us. And that is true from a spiritual sense. That one little light, one ray of light, could be all that is needed to make an eternal impact in somebody else's life. And that could be, I shouldn't say could be, your light, as you allow God's light to shine through you, will impact people's lives. So how could one light do that? How could one light in my, my workplace of hundreds of people make an impact? How could one light in my school of hundreds of kids make an impact? Well, it starts with one. And it grows, but that one light makes a difference. And then two lights adds an even greater difference to it. And as those lights continue to grow and expand, all of a sudden the light has completely expelled the darkness around it. Because darkness cannot overcome the light. One light can make a huge difference. Carl, I'm going to ask you to shut those lights off. 
over there. I understand it's not complete and utter darkness in here. But one light can begin to make a difference. There's one light. And as some of you will see on your chairs, there's lights. If you grab that light and turn it on on the bottom, there's a little flip switch. And just kind of hold it up. Right? So one light, and it expands, and now there's multiple lights that are taking place. Your light matters. If it were to be completely dark in here, and one of you turned your light off, it would make a difference. There would not be as much light. Your light matters. Shining God's light in your life matters. It shows us where we can walk. It shows us what's going on around us. It shows us what God is wanting to do. God's light shines in the darkness. What if all of us, everywhere we went, our home, our school, our workplace, the grocery store, our neighborhood, our school buses, wherever we may go, if we, did, we were intentional about always allowing the light of God to shine through us. God wants all of us, his sheep, the jewels in the crown to shine his light. God wants to use you and will use you to be a witness to the world around you. One light makes a difference. All of our lights together as the family of Christ makes a massive difference. Okay, you can turn the lights back on. I want to challenge each of you to continue to daily allow your lights to <coughs> shine. God wants to use you to make a difference in your workplace, your neighborhood, your home, your school, wherever it may be that you go throughout your day. God is wanting to shine his light through you. Why? Because it makes a difference. When we allow God's light to shine through us, it allows his glory to be seen by those around us. That as they're walking in darkness, they can be welcomed into the light. And as we think about that in light of Christmas season again. Why did Jesus come? He's the light of the world. The world was covered in darkness because of sin, and he came to be the light of the world, to make a new way for you and I to have a relationship with God through Jesus. And so, I want to encourage you today, maybe you're ready to make that decision to say, you know what, I've never given my life to the Lord before. And today I want to do that. I'm ready to step out of the darkness and into the glorious light of God's love and begin a relationship with him. With every eye closed and every head bowed, I want to have just an opportunity this morning for you to respond if, if you would like to do so today. So this morning, if you'd like to make that decision of saying, you know what, I'm ready to surrender my heart to the Lord. I want to allow his light to come and to live within me and I want to shine his light to those around me. I simply want you you just put your hand up in the air and you can put it right back down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. For those that responded this morning and those who have ever responded and made that decision before to have a relationship with the Lord, I want to just encourage you to repeat after me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to be the light of the world. I surrender my life to him today. Please forgive me of my sins. 
I want to live for you. I want to shine your light the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning that as we've been reminded of the story that took place that night in Bethlehem when you sent your son, we thank you, Lord, of the miracle, the awe, the wonder of it, the love that that compelled you to do so. We thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray today that we'd be reminded from Scripture of how it says that you came and you sent Jesus to be the light of the world. And now as, as believers, as Christians, as your children, it is our job to take the light, take the light of the gospel and to shine it to all those around us. That as we once walked in darkness and someone showed us the light, Lord, may you use us and work through us as we shine our light to allow others to walk from darkness into light through a relationship with you. We thank you, Father, for Christmas. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this reminder today of who you are. And Lord, I just thank you for all of our family and friends that have joined us this morning to celebrate Christmas and to to watch their kids and grandkids and little ones in the Christmas play. Lord, I just pray you just encourage each and every person this morning. Lord, I pray you continue to guide and direct our steps. Continue to be that light onto our path. And may we be obedient to what you're calling us to do. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship we're about to enter into. And we ask, Lord, that you just be honored and glorified in our conversations and our time here together today. And we ask, Lord, that as we continue this week, to make the steps towards Christmas. God, that you just continue, Lord, to reveal yourself to us each and every day, and that we will continue to surrender ourselves to you each and every day. So, Father, be with us now as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.